This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking with Dr. Farzad Mustashari, the new National Coordinator for Health Information Technology. Thanks so much for joining us today, Dr. Mustashari. I'm happy to be there. At a recent meeting, you stressed that the Office of the National Coordinator must emphasize putting patients and their interests, including privacy and security, in the center of everything we do. You also called for a move from strategy to execution on many of the things that we've started and designed. Please summarize the key steps you plan to take to make sure privacy and security issues are adequately addressed and how you'll move from strategy to execution in this arena. Absolutely. Uh, This is obviously a critical critical area for the, the health IT agenda. We need to uh, ensure and maintain the public's trust in uh, health information uh, systems and in uh, the exchange of their health information. The information needs to go wherever uh, they go to be able to follow them, but they also need to have the confidence that the information is, is secure uh, and whether it, where it's kept, whether it's uh, where it's moving, um, and also that their privacy rights are protected. The first step in this, in everything we do, is uh, to make sure that uh, we have an open and transparent and participatory and inclusive process for considering all the issues uh, of all the dimensions of the issue. And we do that through, uh, importantly, our federal advisory committees, in particular the Health IT Policy Committee and Standards Committees. Uh, we have had uh, an average of one uh, public meeting every other day, and many of the issues that they touch on uh, really do relate to trust and and privacy and security, uh, among among other issues. So, a uh, part of the process here is making sure that we have an open uh, and transparent discussion of the issues uh, and identification of what uh, what are the gaps and what are the uh, the potential options for. Uh, action either on the part of ONC or on the part of other uh, federal agencies or indeed our um, uh, private uh, partners. So um, that's kind of the, the, the overarching uh, part of it. The second piece is that there are actually high tech contained not only the, uh, the, the foundations for uh, ONC and the health IT incentive payments, it also had some very important uh, privacy and security improvements uh, in, in the Act. It's breach notification rules, accounting for disclosures requirements, expansion of HIPAA rules to business associates, restrictions on the sale of data and the use of that data for marketing. And it also included stepped-up enforcement of HIPAA, including uh, higher civil monetary penalties. And as you know, OCR recently imposed such civil monetary penalties for, for entities that violated HIPAA protections. And I think we're going to see uh, continued uh, cases like that, that that I think will be important uh, in creating a context uh, for folks to take this, the necessary steps to to protect the security of the information. We're also working with state attorneys generals to coordinate their expanded authorities to to bring HIPAA enforcement actions. So those are some of the I think the the, the most important things that um, from a from a regulatory and, and enforcement point of view uh, we have to do. And then there's some technical issues around finding ways around the standards uh, world to give patients more granular consent over what information is disclosed and to whom, 
uh, in particular working with our uh, partners at SAMHSA on the behavioral health side, uh, looking at EHR certification requirements uh, and the opportunities uh, there. And then uh, governance uh, over trusted intermediaries is going to be, there's going to be rulemaking coming out later to identify what are some of the conditions of trust and interoperability for intermediaries that serve to move information between uh, covered entities. Federal jurisdiction over privacy and security policy is shared by multiple agencies, and getting them to move in a coherent and consistent direction can prove challenging. What steps do you plan to take to work with other agencies within HHS and elsewhere to ensure that the federal government moves in a consistent direction on healthcare privacy and security issues? You're right to uh, point to the importance of coordination between um, different entities uh, within the federal government. And in fact, we have established an interagency task force on privacy and security uh, with senior level representation uh, within HHS. And uh, this is uh, uh, includes ONC. It's co-chaired by ONC and, and the Office of Civil Rights, but it also includes many of the other agencies that are, are going to be uh, affected um, and, and are, are actors uh, in this. And much of this work is then informed by the recommendations from our FACA committee. Uh, so that coordination is key, and we've established a process to be able to, uh, to achieve that. Uh, there's also, from a, uh, outside of HHS, uh, there is the President's uh, National Science and Technology Council, uh, which includes Commerce and FTC and uh, probably 15 other agencies uh, at the table, uh, including HHS and our Chief Privacy Officer, Joy Pritz, uh, who are conducting discussions uh, around privacy more generally on the Internet and uh, health information that kind of falls through the HIPAA net uh, has also featured uh, prominently in, in these discussions. The only privacy or security requirement for Stage 1 of the Electronic Health Record Incentive Program was to conduct a risk assessment, as already required under the HIPAA security rule, and take action to mitigate any risks identified. Do you plan to take a lead role in making sure that HHS includes additional privacy and security requirements in future stages of the EHR Incentive Program? And what privacy and security issues are most important to address in order to help build trust in EHRs among patients and physicians alike? We have a, a process, obviously, for rulemaking, and I, I wouldn't presume to kind of short-circuit uh, that process, but I will say that one of the things, one of the main uh, goals of meaningful use within the meaningful use framework is quite specifically uh, to make sure that um, that we we do what, what steps are necessary, uh, given all the other authorities and enforcement mechanisms that are in place, uh, what more is necessary to do uh, to protect the privacy and security of the, of the information through the meaningful use rule. It's important to note, though, that, again, it's within the context of everything else that's already in place. We don't need to, to duplicate what's already in place in, in the meaningful use rule. Uh, it's within that context. So we have asked and we are going to get recommendations on uh, on potential uh, privacy and security um, aspects of meaningful use and the certification criteria and standards uh, that, uh, that that might appertain to that. And uh, it's certainly going to be something that that is a uh, that is a priority for us. 
The President's Council of Advisors on Science and Technology has called for a new health information exchange architecture. ONC plans to test components of that architecture in the months ahead. How might those tests lead to new privacy or security requirements for future stages of the EHR incentive program? Yeah, what's really interesting about the, the, the new exchange architecture is that it says that we should be able to identify data with metadata around what was the source of that information and what are some of the patient preferences around the use of that information. And this really enables some of the things that, for example, NCVHS uh, called on years ago, is the ability to segment uh, data uh, for sharing. Uh, for example, from uh, if the source is a mental health facility that is covered under 42 CFR Part 2, to be technical, to, to be able to segment that information uh, aside or to um, look at the additional um, requirements around patient choice uh, that pertain to that. And we're beginning to, uh, to do some pilots on this. The Health IT Policy Committee Workgroup recommended uh, beginning uh, some uh, seeking comment on some metadata standards that uh, that could uh, uh, pertain uh, to those. So I think there's some there's some very exciting uh, possibilities of technology that really permits more granular policies uh, around sharing of information and and uh, choice uh, that that we have to date. And I think it's a nice example of where it's not that technology is uh, trumping policy, it's that the technology enables policies that would have been difficult to implement otherwise. Finally, do you plan to serve a two-year term as head of ONC as your predecessor, Dr. Blumenthal, did? And how do you hope to build on Dr. Blumenthal's accomplishments and what new approaches <laughs> do you hope to bring to the job, especially for privacy and security issues? My hope is to continue the fine tradition that David brought to policy making in this office, uh, which was really making sure that we have transparent and open and participatory and inclusive processes, that we listen, uh, that, we, that we really set a course for uh, changes in the healthcare system that are ambitious but achievable. And my, uh, my goal for ONC is for us to really continue down that path, continue with those principles. Uh, and uh, and help uh, create the world that we wish to see, where uh, we see improved health and improved health care, and uh, a trust uh, in those information systems on the part of, of patients and the public. So a two-year term or maybe longer? I, I plan on serving until they, they uh, kick me out. <laughs> Well, thanks very much for your time today. We've been talking to Dr. Farzad Mastashari, the new National Coordinator for Health IT. This is Howard Anderson. Thank you so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.HealthCareInfoSecurity.com.